Welcome to The Rundown, your source for the latest news and updates from the Kansas Legislative Division of Post Audit, featuring LPA staff talking about recently released audit reports and discussing their main findings, key takeaways, and why it matters. I'm Maury Exline. In December 2022, Legislative Post Audit released a performance audit that summarized the security controls of selected state and local entities in the three-year period from 2020 to 2022. I'm with Alex Gard, Principal IT Auditor at Legislative Post Audit, who supervised the audit. Alex, welcome to The Rundown. Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Maury. So to get started, can you give me some background about the purpose of this audit and what kinds of things you were looking for in your evaluation? Yeah, so to start with, our office's IT security audits are conducted by a specialized team of auditors. Uh, Their primary focus is IT security audits. That's that's mainly what they do. For the past three-year period, we conducted individual IT security audits of 20 or so state agencies and school districts. Those reports are issued confidentially because they contain detailed information about IT security weaknesses. This audit presents a summary level information about things that we've seen across multiple entities uh, in a in a public report. So that way, you know, decision makers and the public can have some insight into the work that we're doing. Okay, so what considerations do entities generally make in terms of IT security? So the federal and state uh, governments have both laid out uh, various frameworks in terms of uh, rules that have to be complied with uh, when dealing with certain types of information. Uh, one that folks may be familiar with is is HIPAA, which has to do with uh, protected health information. It has to be handled a certain way. Certain people have to look at it. has to be destroyed a certain way, that kind of thing. Um, these state agencies and other entities uh, deal with all different types of confidential information, and they have to figure out, okay, um, what controls do we want to put in place to kind of protect that from being siphoned off or used by the bad guys? And and these different legal frameworks that, that are out there, whether it's HIPAA or, uh, in the state's case, um, ITEC, um, has put together uh, a pretty big list of to-dos or do's and don't do's, um, if you will, to help guide agencies in making decisions on these are the important things that we think you should do, absolutely. Uh, but still, I mean, management still has to figure out what they want to do with um, how much security they want to put in, uh, because that is a balancing act between um, you know, operating the day-to-day business versus uh, putting in place things that, that help uh, make the agency and its information safer. So in your report, you mentioned that half of the entities that you audited did not substantially comply with IT security standards and best practices. In what areas were entities most deficient? So during the audit period, we saw issues on pretty much everything that we audited at some point. But there are three big areas that stick out um, as issues over and over again. So the first up, uh, vulnerability remediation. It's a mouthful. It really just means uh, scanning uh, for security holes in software and hardware and patching those with fixes um, that are issued by the vendor. You know, bad guys are always finding uh, new ways to get into computer networks 
every day. And so it's important for agencies to be vigilant and patrolling for those security gaps. Now, this can be a resource-intensive process, but it's critical to keeping the bad guys out. Uh, second up, uh, training staff and security awareness uh, is very important. Agencies have to train their staff on what to look for and what to do and not do uh, with respect to IT. So IT itself can put all the technical controls in place that they want, but those controls could be worthless if um, you know the regular user let somebody in the front door. The last area that surprised me a little bit as being such an issue during this period uh, involved incident response and business contingency planning. So what does incident response planning involve? It sounds important. So security incidents are going to be anything that might be potential security issues. Anything from maybe an inadvertent email with somebody's social security number in it to all the way up to a full-fledged ransomware attack. Incident response planning involves making sure that there is a plan of action uh, written down so that when something bad happens, everybody knows how to react, how to respond, what steps to take, and how to minimize loss and disruption, things like that. Business contingency planning, on the other hand, is really, it's pretty similar, but it deals with larger, more catastrophic type of events. So think of things like major power failures, fires, tornadoes, things like that. Um, things that might put the entire agency out of out of action for a little while. Pandemics come to mind as well. The idea behind both areas is that you want to have your game plan written out ahead of time so you know exactly what to do when disaster strikes. And you want to test those plans to make sure they work like they're supposed to. It's kind of like how you wouldn't want to wing it if you found out your house was on fire or being broken into. The same kind of thing uh, goes for IT. Are there any other areas of concern that you guys identify that were maybe just affecting a few organizations, but still maybe worth mentioning? Even with some areas that, um, you know, we talked about the problem areas or some of the, the big problem areas that, that touched on or were problems for lots of different agencies. Um, their agencies were kind of rounding the corner or, um, had some bright spots, too, in terms of uh, areas that tended to be less problematic. So uh, we pointed out, for example, that um, network and boundary protection, which would cover kind of perimeter and other firewalls uh, and antivirus-type measures, those those looked, you know, more or less in, in pretty good shape compared with some of the other areas across uh, that we looked at. So finally, what was the biggest takeaway from this audit? This audit reiterated that the issues that we found over the past three years are some of the same areas that have been historically difficult to manage. The primary causes also appear to be the same, insufficient management oversight and inadequate resources, be that staff, uh, staff time or money. I mean, this is not the IT world of 20 years ago. IT is everywhere. It's fundamental to how businesses operate. And the threats are also more sophisticated and constant. Entities can face significant monetary and reputational damage um, in the event of a security breach. Although federal and state government groups have provided guidance in the form of legal requirements and frameworks, it's still ultimately up to the agency management to implement and comply with them. Entities are making some inroads, but more needs to be done. 
Alex Gard is a principal IT auditor at Legislative Post Audit. He supervised an audit that summarized the security controls of selected state and local entities in a three-year period between 2020 and 2022. Alex, thanks for visiting The Rundown and discussing this audit's findings with me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Rundown. To receive newly released podcasts, subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For more information about Legislative Post Audit and to read our audit reports, visit kslpa.org, follow us on Twitter at KSAudit, or visit our Facebook page.